0: That's all right. I don't have any of that insecurities. Can <laughs> be <laughs> you can be taller than me. That's fine. I don't care. I'm like, what is? You're taller than me.
1: <laughs> On that note, <laughs> uh, welcome to some real talk Fridays. I'm Meg, as you know. This is Ben McKinnon. Yeah. No.
0: Thank you for thank you for inviting me. It's yeah. a lovely day in Newcastle. Well, not really. It's a little bit rainy, but it's still lovely though. Still isn't it? lovely. Yeah. yeah i have got some palm trees out the back got a big section. We're probably not that far from the ocean, I can't complain.
1: No, we're not very far at all. Um, and Ben, Ben's from Wollongong and uh, he's, he's an interesting, really interesting fellow and he's a yoga yoga teacher and, yeah, yeah. and many, many more. He's doing some workshops here in Newcastle at the moment. Um, not now, right at the moment, he's with me. But at the moment... Um, it could be in two places once, It could be.
0: So it would be interesting. I'd like, to, I'd like to be able to do that one day. <laughs> so,
1: um, <laughs> Yeah, I got some really interesting workshops on, on lucid dreaming and sleep.
0: Mm, you can't do that in dreams, though, so we'll work on that. Who knows?
1: <laughs> Maybe. We're not watching this right now. Who knows? Yeah, they can. Yeah. yeah they
0: can. <laughs> you can split yourself. I mean, the first time I did that in a dream, I was, like, walking down the hall, and I was, like, I wonder if I could go down this hall and that place at the same time and then split myself. How would it, it go? And then, see so you had both experiences at the same time. And you did? Yeah. Wow. And I always what think, happened? So it's just like I I was doing the hallway and walking down the other corridor, but I was like in both places at the same time experiencing two things instead of one thing. And I always thought like that would be fucking amazing if I could do that in my life.
1: (laughs) Nothing's nothing's impossible. Well I
0: don't know, you see all those crazy you know those old crazy Hindi things about, you know, some guys like here and then someone sees you know like like, well then Tibetan Buddhism too and then they see him like, you know, thousand kilometers away, he's
1: did you hear of that movie? I did hear
0: us Obviously, it's the thing.
1: They say that what we practice grows stronger. So who knows? It's... we need, need a lot of practice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless! But um yeah, we're, we're here to to talk about things that are a little uncomfortable, right? Mm. Um, I think both that. of us yes. that's good. Um, <laughs> love to to make people squirm and and just feel uncomfortable, but discuss the things that um, can be awkward and that can be triggering in that sense, but also need to be talked about. Mm. Um, yeah, for sure. So yeah, I think the when Ben arrived this afternoon, I think the the one word that kind of popped up um, often between us was like overwhelmed and broken, and um you know people sort of struggling mm. in the in the world we're in today, um sort of you know post COVID and mm. and whatnot. A continuation
0: and, of the COVID saga. Yeah, people getting tired. <laughs>
1: yeah, exhausted, overwhelmed, all those kind mm. of words and. Mm. Just expanding onto that a little bit I think mm-hmm. yeah, and just we? our thoughts onto that
0: yeah I think I think what we're talking about for the podcast your experience I think where you're working is quite a, quite a good leader or what mm. you're seeing with obviously a lot of people who are very busy or in the corporate world or they're just completely burned out and this is similar to maybe things I uh, saw or i I uh, also see in mental health nursing and subacute mental health nursing. So say it's always been there like the the alcohol, the depression, the anxiety, the PTSD, but then the burnout, but now I guess with all the sort of uncertainty with COVID and financial problems and things like this and the stress and People's relationships and people probably, you know, definitely drinking more than they used to, and they're taking more substances than they used to. Mm. You're seeing this, this definitely this big influx where, like, the hospital I was working at, you know, just constantly full of people. You yeah, know, just people are just, they just like, I don't know what the fuck to do, mm. and I need to do something, and so I'm going to enter into this system which is primarily what I would say would be like an an integrated medical model um, which you know has pros and cons Mm. Um, you know that be medications sometimes overused and creating their own sort of addiction problems but then what you're seeing where you're working with Mm. the people coming in and
1: yeah and definitely it's um you know been a definite pattern you know working at a wellness retreat which has just been amazing but seeing this pattern of you know, 30, 40, 50, 60-plus age group demographic just Mm. coming in absolutely broken, you know, this uh, sense of numbing everything, this overriding sense of busyness that everyone is just trying to accomplish everything to strive to the next level, Mm. to be someone better than is causing all this, Um, anxiety and stress and it's coming out physiologically in the bodies where Ben was talking about what he's seeing in that in the medical industry of people to the point where they're now becoming addicted to medication alcohol drugs Mm. and where's the end point to that is and
0: whether they're I guess the question I've always asked is, is are people being like say I mean if I come to a um, you know, I guess I go to a... Did
1: you say a fire or if I? If I. Oh, accent. accent? Yes, yeah, so if I. Because <laughs> it's a
0: fiery
1: well, like fire as yeah, fire, well. I Yeah, it. yeah it's true. it does
0: sound a bit like that, doesn't it? <laughs> but yeah, if I. Really, um, <laughs> Sorry, go, go know, ahead. Say I go to, I come to a doctor and I say to the doctor, you know, I'm super overwhelmed and I, you know, I'm feeling depressed and anxious and I'm not sleeping very well. Now, I guess the the problem is is because you go to a doctor and the doctor's normally busy, you know, they've got 15 minutes or whatever it is, and then you talk to them and they don't really have the time quite often to dissect, you know, well, okay, why are you unhappy? Well, I'm happy because I I fucking hate my job. Or, you know, my relationship's going really badly. Or my children are undermining me. or um, So there's all these different reasons, yeah? So it's like this thing of getting to the root cause of, why someone is unhappy yeah? Yeah. as opposed to what we tend to do which is, is a very western attitude is this thing of where we'll kind of not go to the root cause and we'll sort of try and make it so it keeps going mm-hmm. so you know we we'll are sort of like you know that's like um i think pink floyd's comfortably numbs quite a good one for yeah. it where you know he Oh, you feel like shadow right, will give you something that'll keep you going you'll yeah. feel you'll feel numb to the world mm. but you'll be able to keep going but you won't be happy but you'll be able to function Yeah, and i it's think this level yeah yeah so it's an interesting like the i definitely see like a big need for like probably for me the the medical versus the holistic like the the more of these places um like these holistic model retreats where people can actually uh mm. you know free to
1: relax yeah yeah it's 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 presenting the question you know tara brock says what is it we're unwilling to feel and i numbed and ran from everything for like nearly 30 years because mm. i don't want to feel the, the the pain and the hurt and the belief in myself that i wasn't enough it was too much for me to bear, so I'd find every single thing I could and every drug under the sun and, mm. you know, the, the alcohol and, and the not eating food because, for me, I wanted to to be on that level where I was just above the feeling, mm. where it was like, oh, I'm just surviving, it's okay, but it could be so much better, but I yeah, didn't know. Yeah, am I thriving, though? Yeah, no, yes. it was, I was just exactly that. I was, I you know, I used to see grey, like that was how numb I was. Things were not beautiful to me at all, Mm. like Mm. environment and whatnot. And I see so much of it, um, you know, in the the last nine months of just this sense of, you know, it's um, I'm here but I'm not here. Mm. And I think that's, you know, it's something that is really, really common um, and it's it's a difficult one because it's once we, I think, can be given a... uh, you know it's the same as phone addictions and things like that once we're we're taking something or whatever we can become so uh, dependent on what's making us feel better in that mm. sense or making us feel numb that mm. yeah it's difficult to see another solution in that sense
0: so what what do you think then with these you know, these people were burned down I'm seeing these people who are sort of not coping and stressed and addictions and feelings of inadequacies and you know because constant like race to be you know, the best, you know, there's somewhere they've got to be when they'll finally be happy and mm-hmm. they're sort of running on this treadmill. And the way I explain it is kind of like, you, you're living in this world where um, you're outsourcing your happiness. Yeah, yeah looking completely yeah, outside. Yeah, so like, say I'm a business, so I'm a corporate business and you have some sort of feeling of inadequacy. Yeah? Mm. And I'm like, well, I've got the thing yeah. for you. And, you know, it's only, you know, 99, 99, and you'll have to buy it every, you know, month or something and you'll feel better about yourself and you'll have to keep it up for the rest of your life. And it's like this thing of kind of like making you feel like you'll, your happiness depends on you consuming something. Totally. And then you're now consuming this thing and I'm like, well, good, another thing. You know, yeah. That would make you feel even, you know, yep. you'll be even better. And then I will, you know, obviously through celebrities and influences and things like this, I'm going to be like, you know, do you want to be like these people? Like, look how happy these mm. people are. They're living such awesome lives, you know. And then I guess I've met people who have been like, you know, with some of mental health, but like some people have been like quite high-level professionals. And you said that they're not happy. They're totally fucked up. Their yeah. lives are screwed. But the perception in the public is like, if I get to where they are, yeah i'm, gonna, I'm be, gonna be happy yeah
1: life's mm. gonna be fucking amazing mm. and it but it's quite often not <laughs> yeah and and this is a thing it's um yeah this conditioning as such that is around us everywhere you know we we're speaking just before this video about uh things such as TikTok and um you know i've spoken about it a lot um mm-hmm. you know right down into selfie and snapchat dysmorphia where we're now feeling the need to to really modify our physical selves, our faces, mm. our wrinkles, um, our flaws as such to look perfect. And, you know, Ben was extending onto that as to how that can extend out onto like the school playground as such where younger men are perceiving an image of women due to what they look like on their Instagram or TikTok mm. and that that expectation now is just a constant so these we're, mm-hmm. we're thinking a, a guy or a girl should look a certain way and when they don't look that way we don't feel enough so therefore we're, yeah, we look for we're someone reaching who. for consumerism and something's going to make us feel enough so we're they also if you know if we look but we're, we're always looking we'll always be searching we're just mm-hmm. constant on this uh, ride. To make us feel or look better than what we already are.
0: Mm. So it's like a sense of that's the, it's like a big thing in consumerism is consumerism is built around the sense of lack, like you Mm. lack something. So I can get you that thing that you lack. And then by getting that thing that you lack, you in some way feel, you know,
1: enough. Enough.
0: Mm. Yeah. But then the thing is, is like, I want to keep you as a, um, you know, like, I want to keep you as a customer. Mm. So it's not like I I don't want to give you just once. I need to keep you. Like a big one is like, like some of the nurses at work, who are like in their, like, early 20s getting the... They don't have wrinkles. Yeah. But they're getting preventative Botox. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so they're getting Botox. So before mm-hmm. they get the wrinkles. Yeah. So about... You know, so, so I say, so what do you do? So, oh, you know, every three months I just get my... Get my, and I said, well, how am I going to have to keep it up? So I just, you know, have to keep it up. Yeah. You know, so now now it's like, it's, it's quite genius because it's like, okay, you don't have wrinkles, that's cool. Don't uh, develop them, though. No. It's not natural. But how can I sell to you a product yeah. that's for it's wrinkles? Fun, isn't it? yeah. So it's very like, when you look, it's quite genius because I'm basically turning the person into a... Um, you know, I guess, a consumer of a product before they even developed the need to consume it. Mm. So it's all of a sudden got this huge back mark. It's also done in America with, um, so when, big one is, so Prozac got rebranded under a different name. That's right. Yes, mm. and it's now it's used about for, used, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's now, now used for when like young girls are starting to move towards puberty and they're starting to have behavioral changes. And they're using it as a way of, like, managing the behavioural changes. Oh. Mm. So it's quite common in America. So, oh. like, my daughter's my daughters getting really fucking crazy. Like, what's going on? It's like, you know, she's turning into a woman. Oh, no. And the mother's, like, takes it on to the doctor. And the doctor's like, oh, you know, well, we'll give her whatever the new name is. But it's Prozac. Yeah, okay. So now this is what we're finding is it is a big market for Prozac for, like, You know, girls sort of like just hitting like beginning of menstrual cycles. So not
1: allowing them just to move through it naturally. Yeah, have the emotional stuff and it's like teaching them to not feel their emotions. Yeah. And also
0: also trying to suppress so the parents is like, Oh, I don't want to fucking deal with this, I'm too busy, you know, want this girl having a massive meltdown. Wow, I
1: didn't know that. Yeah, so I'm
0: gonna go take it to a doctor. Doctor's like, Well, we've got this thing, it's Prozac. Um, now look at her behaviours better, yeah. But now she's on protein, and yeah. Prozac over time starts to mess with the serotonin, um, dopamine yep. receptors.
1: Yep. Like anything over time, we, yeah, it's, even, yeah, even so the it, Botox, that over time, did, it's not going to get the same result as it did when you're yeah, 20. you need more, yeah? Yeah, yeah, and then
0: eventually you end up looking <laughs> like, you know, a cat or something, yeah. you know, or, you know, you've got that, like, where i like. have lots of wrinkles. No, no, there wasn't, no, what is it like that where everybody looks like they're, like, I just found where, like, everybody looks like they're related to each other. Oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's that, yeah. that same like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Color, it's yeah, like yeah. so it's the yeah. fillers and the Botox, but it's like uh, this thing where you'll be at, you'll be out somewhere, and you'll be like, it's like everybody's each other's cousins. It's Greg
1: Almada wrote a song about that. It's yeah. Like, everybody looks the same. Yeah, yeah. It's, everyone looks the same. Yeah. And it's very
0: interesting, because it's like this thing of where, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I guess a big thing is, you know, we're talking about this thing of, I brought up about, say okay I'm a male and I see these guys on Instagram mm. and they've got big muscles and I'm like all right I need to be like this because then women are going to like me yeah. so I've got to be absolutely perfect body and I might start taking steroids or whatever types of things I get my hands on to do that and then from the other perspective is like and then I'm seeing these women that I want to attain or have relationships with and they look a certain way, mm. and maybe some of them have had work done, or they've had filters, they've used things to make yeah, their bodies make look me different. Make snow, yeah, um, yeah. All the of filter those stuff, yeah. And then I like let's say you know, good one is like I don't know, I. And then maybe like even think of it like a friend of mine went on a date recently using Tinder, yeah. Mm. And so he 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 you know saw the girl's profile. She looked the way that he was. He was like, mm. oh, she looks like I like yeah, her, yeah. yeah. So he meets her, and she doesn't look quite like that, yeah. you know. So she's you obviously that
1: pretty often, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's yeah. used some
0: filters mm. in order to make her profile be more um, um, palatable, yeah, so no that I'm, she'll get more men to go on a date with her. And but don't, yeah, yeah. That's so true. she gets what she wants, which is feeling a sense of like you know,
1: tied high dopamine yet? Yeah, yeah. But but also just enough. like
0: a sense of like meeting someone and wanting to be happy and yeah. human connection, and then. He sees her and she doesn't look that way, and then he maybe doesn't go on a date with her. Again. Mm. And so there's this thing of then she feels like she's inadequate. Yeah. So then she then consumes more of these products. Yeah,
1: to fill that void. To fill
0: that void, and the, and the problem is, is like there's there's two folders. It's it's not like one is okay. She puts something that's not her, but the other one it's the guy's fault because the guy is conditioned for something which is not real. Yeah. So it's like this thing of like she's forced and it's quite a genius because you've kind of got like both um both of them are turned into consumers in different ways. Like the the man is driving the woman's use of these products. Yeah. Yeah. So in a sense it's like, you know, this thing of like the men are like sort of driving the woman to, to look a certain way because they're conditioned. Um and then also like a big one with, with younger males and a lot of males is Pornography.
1: Oh, hundred, hundred! I'm so glad we went there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the
0: conditioning of the female figure through pornography. yeah And then the conditioning of so you look at like I remember the like French of the porn stars and I was like yes. Jesus Christ, they've all got Botox. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
1: It's it's not real, like what you see there. The sex isn't real.
0: The like, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's that's but the you showing. think like I remember yeah. like being a teenager, you know, I mean, I remember being like 14 and like seeing penthouse on a. On a magazine yeah. store and just sneakily, like sneaking one, you yeah. know. Like, I was like, oh, you know, so this my is my first foray. Like, so, you, know? <laughs> you know, so I'm looking through that and, you know, and now I think, okay, I'm 14 and 2021. 20, yeah. Like, what the fuck yeah. am I
1: gonna say? 100%. <laughs> and it's, so, it's so, you know. Uh, oh, like, Jesus. That's it's, it's that's what's happening <laughs> with these young girls, too. And it's not, again, the girls or the guys' fault. It's this, con- this conditioning and, consumerism Internal where consumer. they're thinking it's okay to like gangbang on like a train mm. like I saw I don't watch TV but I saw on the project a couple of maybe a month ago these two young girls and mm. this is what happened to one of the girls and it blew my mind mm. in the open And because they think it's okay because they see it on, on board, yeah, on board like it's conditioning And it, yeah. It, yeah and again it's it's just that's just one aspect of it and but again, it's the younger also what happens too yeah. is
0: like there's this thing where like the when someone's sort of, you know, in their teens, there's also, like, you're still wiring up. Oh, you know? yeah. So it's yeah. not like uh, you're, you kind of haven't wired not up completely. Not you are, yeah. Yeah, so you sort of, you think, like, okay, girls and boys are being exposed to those types of things. They're starting to think that that's normal yeah, because we're, their we're parents old, yeah, won't yeah. talk to them about it. No. No. So, so they see the shit and they're like, okay, well, that's how it is. And so everyone starts to engage in these behaviors. And the weird way right, it's like a self perpetuating cycle because... The pornography shows a type of behavior, the kids take on that behavior and then that behavior does become normal to that generation. So like the the gangbang on the train becomes like, Hey, you heard about the gangbang on the train? you heard about the train last week.
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) totally. It's, and again, it's, it's a practice, isn't it? Like it's, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So it's a conditioning. And the the thing is, is like, there's like good conditioning and bad conditioning, good habits and bad habits. And at the moment, it's really interesting because it's kind of like technology is making all these things happen and Mm -hmm. not, they're not all bad, but it's really interesting of like where we're asking the question of like, does, you know, consumerism and capitalism and the constant upgrading of technology, is it actually, are we functionally better off or not? And I don't think it's a conversation that people are having. It's like, are our lives actually any better? Yeah. Yeah. Are we any happier? Are we more connected? Or are we mm-hmm. actually, like, kind of more entertained and disconnected yeah. and, you know, I mean, it's like this thing of even, like, things of rates of depression and anxiety. Like, we are oh, technically more connected. Yeah, I mean, But we, we have more depression. Mm-hmm. We have more anxiety. We have more suicide. Yeah. So it's like this thing of, if we look at the markers of what is, you know, in the society is, is positive signs... We're actually seeing it overall, I would say, from being 41 now. Remember getting the internet when I was maybe 17 and it was dial up. We had a landline. Got my first cell phone probably when I was like 20. It
1: had snake on it?
0: Yeah, you know, just it was. And then I remember this thing of like where it was. I guess it got to this point where I look back on that time. And I think like was my life worse off or better off. And I would say that for sure I didn't couldn't do as many things as quickly yes. as I wanted to, but I also would say I felt like I had a lot more time. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't We'd as Yeah, more
1: space, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's been just when it was talking before about um, the connectedness and again mm-hmm. this is just Mm. Where my research has been sitting recently, and just I just grabbed this because I wanted to get his name. Um, back in the nineteen seventies, uh, it'll come to me if I can't find. It, I'll post it at the bottom here. There was an experiment done called the Rat Park Experiment. Oh, yeah, no, and this one. is really interesting. So, with my research on TikTok at the moment about, um, again, in and around um, Snapchat and selfie dysmorphia, people are committing suicide. Um, due to selfie dysmorphia because they're getting so attached to the image that the screen is showing back to them. Mm. So when they do go out in public, they're getting anxiety, depression, and, of so course, they don't want to go out. That 100%, and the rates are getting higher and higher. Mm. And this experiment is linked in with addiction and connection. And, of course, back in the 70s, they had the experiment where the, there was a rat in a cage and they had two choices. One was cocaine water and one was water. Mm. And of course, the the rats would choose the cocaine water. I mean, mm. he wouldn't overwater, water. Like mm. if you're just stuck in a cage, and the rats would obviously get high and then die. And then this this scientist came in again. I, I've got his name here, but I'll post at the bottom. Mm. He was like, "Hang on a second. There's nothing else in the rats' environment. So something's something's got to change in his environment to choose differently." Mm. So he created a rat park where the rats could have friends and have sex and have food and what are they called? The spinning Yeah, wheels. the wheels of Yeah, the it, just, it was a, like a theme park for rats. And the, they still had the choice of the water and the cocaine water. And they experimented with this for quite a while and not one rat died. They chose other things in their environment. And they also had sips of the cocaine water, as you would. Mm, but they didn't become addicted. But they didn't become addicted. So there's this connection of... Um, the addiction that we can create when we don't change our environment. So when we're constantly on our phones and or our devices and this disconnection from human beings, mm. we start to ch- make choices that create we, we that. We choose the cocaine. Yeah, 100%. So mm. we, we make ourselves unwell. That's where the, the mm. self-talk the you know the self-sabotage then turns into an addiction of some sort mm. and then the depression and the anxiety and then further on suicide mm, the social way is yeah. the rat park. yeah Our the, environment. the social
0: disconnection yeah which is essentially like the rat becomes more isolated because i think no it's, stimulant
1: there's no yeah, but even
0: like relationships to neighbors and things like that like okay. i remember when i was a kid and you know, you knew your neighbours next door, Yeah, you know, and you were involved with them in some way, and you would help them in some way, and then I think, like, what I've seen over time is, like, be it through my personal choices, but also through what seems like a general consensus is that more often people are starting to be more disconnected from their neighbours, less engagement with the people around them, like, they're sort of, like, yeah, you know, and then in a box so yeah yeah,
1: it? yeah it's interesting but
0: yeah the rap part was a good example actually yeah. what i think is going on for sure
1: yeah this we're just really losing connection we're born into connection we're born to move we're born to connect we're born to have sex we're born to to play and we just lose it all and we become numb mm. and you know i think that's the guts yeah. of this conversation is if we're you know finding ourselves in this numbing sense there's something underneath it. like it's it is i mean do the do the work and get underneath it, it's like what is it that's underneath the numbing mm. why you know why am i choosing the the alcohol or the the porn or the mm. the, the phone and screen time and stuff like that um i think
0: yeah connections are definitely if you have like i think we we're talking about really about to the um oh, like this thing of where like say i mean obviously do thing is like I, I always weigh things up against my dreams and the amount of lucid dreams I have and the clarity of my dreams and maybe like how like the meaning of my dreams and whether there's sort of learning in the dreams or it's just dreams about sort of nothing. Yeah, right. And so like if I'm maybe not having as many lucid dreams as I normally would or I am... Um, having dreams that are just about nothing, like there's no sort of like premonition, there's nothing sort of like meaningful or teaching or it's just sort of nothing there, then I generally will look at things like what's going on in my life, mm. yeah?
1: Is that due to busyness or doing too much or it's interesting, overdoing yeah. possibly? What, what
0: if it's all about attention? Mm, okay. So it comes down to attention. So when you look at like... Being present. Yeah, so like say all spiritual practices, especially like when you move towards like development of more advanced practices is the ability to sustain attention That's so 100%. the first so the first practice is up by learning how to to hold attention so mm. it might be like people they look at a candle and this hold their attention for 15 minutes or they might say a mantra repetitively for 15 minutes or they might just sit and observe their breath or scan their body and so there's this okay, we're going to pay attention to one thing or a very narrow thing for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that ability to pay attention kind of becomes the basis of building an ability to pay attention for longer and longer periods. Yeah. So like in um, you know a state called shamatha, so shamatha is the ability for a practitioner to hold single point of attention for generally the, the four hours. Yeah, okay. And so... Once someone has attained shamatha, their dream... Good luck in the world we live in today. Yeah, good luck, yeah. Especially
1: with phones beeping at us all the time and people who wear Apple Watches and stuff. Yeah, it's like, what's my heart rate? Right? Yeah. What's
0: that? I get a text message. So there's this, in order, like, and then when you kind of go into the more advanced dream practices, if you don't have the basis there, it becomes harder to have the stability mm. because essentially a mind that can hold attention single pointily for four hours is incredibly stable. Totally, totally. But then the minds that that developed Shimitar, especially in Tibet, um, you know, came from people who were just herding goats and there was very minimal yeah. extra it was just their lives were generally just simple. You know, you just did one thing, there wasn't too many things you did at once. You might be busy.
1: People pride themselves, don't they, on um being what's the word multitasking. multitasking. Yeah, yeah. So multitasking yeah. is an
0: interesting because not to say yeah we can't do a few things at the same time, mm. but this capacity to pay attention. So this capacity to pay attention kind of paves the way in many ways to your ability to connect to something bigger than yourself. Oh, yeah. So like say if I'm super distracted, like I'm really in this and I'm like looking at this and what's there and then i have mean, got there. My phone goes off. It's really kind of, I'm kind of, the way I explain it is like I'm a a bird in a park. And I'm kind of walking around the park and I'm distracted by the park. But I've got no awareness of like anything else Mm. but the park. And then as you practice and you develop attentional stability and you're not so distracted, it's possible then to kind of like the bird kind of goes up higher, it takes off. And it's then able to sort of see the layout of the park. And then it goes further and says, well, the park's within a city. Yeah. And the city's within this other place. And so there's this thing now where what made no sense in the park, because it happened over another end, end of the city, now makes sense because they can see the actual, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah. yeah, so that's like connecting. It's like
1: being the observer kind of thing. Is that? Or, yeah, This mm. this watching of what's going on. Yeah, or just connecting, connect, connecting to
0: something yeah. like like we talk about, like you have a conceptual, um, you know, you you might have like a qualification or oh. you've done much a much lot of study or you have all the right credentials and you know. So I mean, I know, you know, there's plenty of doctors who are a drug addicts. There's plenty of psychologists with incredibly dysfunctional relationships. There's yeah. plenty of psychiatrists who. Um, abuse their patients you know and not to say there's not good doctors and good psychiatrists and good psychologists Mm -hmm. because there are but just because you have a piece of paper doesn't actually mean that you have like true uh wisdom yeah
1: it's a, a good word yeah yeah
0: so to have wisdom you need to have like this capacity to pay attention
1: and unconnection and to your intuition is yeah. what I was talking about before. Yeah, you need attention. When it comes through you, it's, yeah. Yeah.
0: But say if you're distracted, yeah. there's no space. Yeah. So generally, if you want to connect to something bigger than yourself or your intuition or whatever we're going to call it, mm. you have to have the space. So That's say true. like I'm, you know, I mean, I'm, I something's trying to give me an answer to something in a, in a sense of like some sort of, synchronicity or intuition and i'm just like so busy and distracted can't hear, can't hear it yeah so this is the thing is like everybody has this capacity to you know, i guess connect to something bigger mm. but in order to connect something bigger we have to learn to pay attention yeah but we live surrounded by things which make us essentially distract.
1: distracted yeah we are in a constant world of distraction isn't it you know mm-hmm. um as Rumi says, you know, when we're quiet, we're able to hear. Mm. And, you know, it, I, I knew that so well. I didn't know what quiet was, I think. Mm. And many of us don't. And I, I know when I start to step out of that, it's, you know, it's what we talk about in the, the be here method in that sense is when I'm present, I can make a choice. And mm. that's a choice to yeah. slow down and, and reconnect back to intuition, guidance, God, source, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. Right. Um, for that wisdom to drop in. It's it's not it's something that's available to all of us. None it just of needs those, space. Yeah. You need to pay attention. Pausing. And pausing. Yeah. Stopping. Yeah. yeah. So I
0: mean I guess like, you know, we to so I guess like lead it into to maybe like a, a finish is like we could just say like we've talked about I guess like we've been a thing of like, obviously there's all these things that are going crazy and quite wrong. Yeah. And so what, what power do we have, you mm. know? Like, what power do you have in a world that seems to be running away and, you know, you can't seem to do anything about it? And mm. you may not be able to. Like, the world might just go off the rails and everyone might turn into clones of each other and they're addicted to their phones. Yeah. And that might be something absolutely out of your control. Yeah, it so is, yeah. So, you know, the the thing, if you don't want that and you want to choose something else that might be... You're less reliant, you're less of a consumer, then it starts with this thing of like, okay, maybe I'm going to go for a walk and I'm not going to take my phone. Yeah, exactly. Or I'm going to set aside well, every time I wake up, I'm going to sit here for 10 minutes and just focus on my breathing. Yeah. Or I'm going to start, you know, writing down my dreams if I can remember them. Like, that's a big one. Yeah. Because that's many ways the subconscious mind gives content in that way. And I, that's a big one for me. Like, it's not for everyone. Well, they it's...
1: do say that you get. You, I, I don't know much about lucid dream, Ben's mm. the one for that, but they do say that you get a lot of answers in your dreams and yeah. you, you go through these. Um, sometimes you can even heal trauma. Mm. Um, Bessel van der Kolk speaks about that a lot in The Body Keeps the Score. Mm. Um, but as I said, a lot of times yeah, I just journaling. you. Know, just journaling. Yeah. You know, times how am I feeling to
0: today? Yeah. You know, like
1: journaling. It is just, yeah, that, that true sense of um, we, we can't fix what's going on around us. You know, none of us can. We can't fix another person. But we can do something about ourselves and it is mm. it is about choosing to be present and actually making a, a kind or a compassionate choice mm. to, to pause, slow down and, and then do something that feels good for us. And, mm. you know, uh, that's available to all of us. Mm, and on a big scale, that can change the world, mm. you know, r- rather than conforming to what society thinks we should, could or would be. Mm,
0: definitely.
1: Yeah, no, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, thank you covered. very much. Nice think, yeah, yeah,
0: no, that was good. That was good. I think we yeah. covered a lot. Well, thank you for, uh, hopefully you got anything out of this, and we'll, hopefully you'll see more of this girl doing some more of this with some interesting people. Definitely, definitely yeah. will.
1: But um, if you're interested, he's amazing. Um. About the lucid dreams and the sleep workshops. I a link or that's, right. that's what I was have looking to, for. So check or... him out. Go on. <laughs> um, it's yeah, something I would love to learn yeah. a little bit more about. But thanks, Matt. Oh, okay. great. Cool. Cool. Yeah,